0: So a way
1: politic podcast the show for normal americans on this undisclosed bunker here's your host tony
2: reed let's talk about the other odd ad because this is the other ad that was people like wait a minute is jesus on feet finder Let, let me play a little bit of it um he gets us that's the ad here it is
3: And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 16th of February, year of our Lord, 2024. Jesus has a foot fetish. And she says she's a Christian. Remember, we went through that last block. Today, I'm going to do some catch-up on some media. I have a whole new setup on the old podcast booth. I got another big screen. Uh, Almost too big for the setup I have. But I have this huge screen set up. I've had to move myself so I can be between the two big, gigantic screens. I mean, this thing is this big, probably a little too big. Need to move it back some. But I want to start with some sound bites. So we're going to have CBS pal around with a uh, Hamas commander. And ne- the next one is CNN with care because that war's still going over there. And our media is still on the wrong side.
0: Gershon Baskin is a veteran Israeli hostage negotiator. He knows Hamas well.
3: The more that Israel hits Hamas, the stronger Hamas will grow.
0: And as for Netanyahu's repeatedly stated aim of eliminating Hamas.
3: The only way you'd an idea and an ideology is by providing a better idea
4: and a better ideology.
0: Baskin points out that Netanyahu's biggest crime is convincing Israelis they could occupy another people for
2: decades and still have peace.
3: You can't have it all. we got to share this place.
2: So where does this all end, all this killing, all this suffering?
4: The killing and the suffering ends when the Israelis walk out of our land. But if they decide to stay, we shall continue to fight. And if I die, somebody else will take my place.
0: Ask the same question, how it all ends, Baskin said, when young Palestinians no longer believe their only option is to die for Palestine.
3: That will happen when Palestine becomes real for them. It's about time that the United States, for example, recognizes the state of Palestine, and they deserve to live in freedom too.
5: Well, support for Hamas in the West Bank has gone up in Gaza.
6: Welcome back this morning. The nation's largest Muslim civil
7: rights group wants prosecutors to bring hate crime charges in the attack of a Palestinian-American man that happened over the weekend.
8: 23-year-old Zachariah Dorr is recovering from surgery after being stabbed following a pro-Palestinian protest in Austin, Texas on Sunday the council on american islamic relations is calling for hate crimes charges now, to be according
6: brought- to the council on american islamic relations on sunday Dora and three other muslim american friends were leaving that ceasefire rally in austin when a man on a bicycle ripped a flag bearing the palestinian Kufa and free palestine on it off of their car that is when Kerr says that the man came around began shouting the word, and pulled one of the men in the vehicle now father spoke yesterday saying he was devastated when he got the call he'd been at the rally with his son and blames the governor the city council and president biden he said mr president mr joe biden i blame you
3: i blame you for what happened to me if you were called for a ceasefire three months ago this will never happen the first
9: thing came to my mind is i'm gonna lose my son i was thinking how i'm gonna tell them
3: that i failed to protect my so that's, that's, that's bad. That's, that's just bad. And then we're going to do two back-to-backs, because it's just, months might as well get it over with. You got Chris Hayes saying how it's abuse of power to shit-can Magnorcus. And then we have two Scarbros dogging Mega and being the shitbirds that they are over at MSDNC.
10: And it seems like the only thing the House actually wants to do about the border is impeach uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, which they failed to do. But they're going to try again because they didn't miss by many votes the first time.
11: They, by by the way, I don't. You've done this on the show, I think. But the, the way they missed the first time is amazing. Yeah, Al Green, Democratic Congressman from Texas, had surgery, literally rolled up to the Capitol in a wheelchair and hospital scrubs. Yeah. to to cast a deciding vote to defend orcas. Now they're going to do it again, and the reason they're doing it again is because they might lose the one vote of their majority if the special election today goes the wrong way, and they are impeaching a cabinet secretary for the first time in
10: 150 years. So this is a terrible precedent, which is, shockingly, what maybe only, I guess, three Republicans the first time yeah, that was their case for why not to do it is: this is a terrible precedent. We cannot even name a crime we're accusing him of of committing.
11: It, it's manifestly one of the most sort of shocking abuses of procedure I've seen. There, it's one. It was one of those crazy. And someone stood up and said, "Sir, sir," yeah. and he said they were from a big country, sir. Say if they don't pay, if we don't pay, what will you do, sir? Nobody's saying that. Like, what a jackass. How stupid would you have to be in that audience to go, oh, wow, didn't he really say that? Yeah. That's amazing. I can't believe a big country president would say that. Anyhow. But it was just stupid. Like, he's... He is now so desperate to support Vladimir Putin and undercut America's allies in Europe. He's making up a sur story. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not even, it's not even a, it's not even a good lie for Donald Trump. Like this is, you can tell he's losing it, like he's losing his touch. This is when Elvis couldn't even get—he's so fat he couldn't even get the scarf from around his neck to throw to the audience. He just kind of sat there and looked down and sang. Remember, you know, remember Heilman when they had to hold the microphone? Yeah. For for fat Elvis, when he was playing piano, because he lost yes. all his moves. This is Donald Trump. It's it's a story that a third grader would go. Why is he lying to me? It's uh, John Heilman. We've seen examples over and over again of Donald Trump just losing it on stage here. And you, you, you had the whole political world come to a stop, first of all, because for some reason you had the guy, uh, the special counsel asking, hey, um, what uh, what year did did your son die? And supposedly he didn't remember what year his son died. And, and this was the most damning thing. I said this yesterday, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just older people. We've, we've lived a busy and active life, but nobody's closer to me. Nobody's been closer to me in my life than my mom. If somebody asked me in the middle of the deposition, what year did your mom die? I go, I don't know, 2017, 2018, 2019. I don't know. I can tell you everything about it. I can tell you my final
3: word, but these fucking people, I tell you what, and Fox is fucked up. So here's some articles, really quick. Ah, uh, thousand times, thousand times, they're fucking happy about that. They brag. They think it's the greatest thing ever. They think it's the greatest thing ever. One thousand times. And how many fact checks? Barack Obama, uh, six hundred and three. Hillary Clinton. Three hundred one. Joe Biden has 286 checks. That's it. Politico. The Atlantic. I think it was the Atlantic. And who is this? This is the... No. There's like three papers. We got to get rid of this fucking old fuck. Get rid of the old fuck. Time for plan B. That's what they're saying. Uh, I don't think that's going to work for you. I just don't think that's going to work. Then the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Remember, we were told this is going to save us all this money. We're all going to live a better life. Unicorns shall flow. Rainbows, dogs and cats. It's all happy times. $428 billion more than... Re- Originally, The Cost of Inflation Reduction Act energy and climate provision is now expected to be significantly higher. The Congressional Budget Office provides a projection this week. The cost of energy-related tax provision is much higher. One of the factors the agency cited is a greater number of people expect to claim tax credits for electric vehicles. Which, by the way, I found out that mine is eligible next year because it has auto shutoff and eco. This is another state. We played it last time. We had Maine that said, hey, we are not, we, we're not going to pay for vets fuck vets, it's more important to take care of illegal immigrants. This is a sanctuary city. Denver Mayor Mike Johnson announces cuts in services at the DMV and Parks and Rec to get more resources for illegal immigrants. That makes makes sense. It just makes sense. And then we have Biden Gate. So let's be honest. Biden is dumber than a box of rocks on a Tuesday. Here is uh, NBC, uh, Pasaki, uh, I think this is PBS, and this is uh, NBC's second. Uh, yeah, he is sharper than a fucking tack.
6: Sources inside the White House told me that the president felt compelled to respond, that he wanted to highlight that there were no charges, remind people of that, and point out the differences between the way he handled his classified documents and the way former President Donald Trump handled uh, handled the classified documents. Basically, that he cooperated and immediately gave them back. Former President Trump didn't. They also wanted to dispute what they called editorializing about his memory and age, and they thought that it would be a good time for him to take questions. And He's not being criminally charged. So what did the president? highlight from the report and what's the White House challenging in there? Specifically, the president wanted to talk about the parts of the report where Robert Hur, the special counsel, said that he did not willfully retain classified documents, uh, talking about classified Afghanistan documents as well as others, um, and that they felt as though there was uh, no real evidence to say that the president intentionally did this. He also got emotional about the parts of the report that uh, had to do with his son, Beau Biden, uh, specifically that the report said that the president did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. If you're sitting in the White House and on the campaign right now, you're
1: absolutely banging your head against the wall at the way that the Thursday report has been covered, given all of the things that have happened this week, including, and I know you asked Chris Christie about this, the fact that Donald Trump yesterday suggested that Vladimir Putin should have free reign in attacking NATO allies. Yeah. And what do we see when we wake up this morning? wall-to-wall coverage yeah. of whether a guy who's four years older than his opponent is too old to be president. Yeah. And we are going to get to NATO.
12: But Go you ahead.
13: Know, part of the job to, to bring that to the front is the president's job to bring that out and attack yeah. his opponent. I mean, the president is not taking the opportunity on Super Bowl Sunday. He's not taking really any opportunities. And we hear him oh, time again... first of all, that's
1: not true. It's not being covered. He has traveled just as much as Donald Trump, as Barack Obama, it is hard to break through the cloud of Donald Trump in this media environment. That is true. You
13: know as well as anyone, he's done fewer interviews, fewer press conferences than his predecessors. And we hear this, we heard from, from the, his, his spokespeople earlier. We, we're, we're led to believe that there's two Joe Bidens. There's one behind closed doors who's super sharp, who's, who's we, we, he's, he's not shown his age at all. And then when he steps out, we see him every time. It's just not there. And we have to imagine there are people making a decision because they are behind closed doors with Joe Biden and they are also seeing some slippage.
6: And Amna, um, the challenge for the Biden campaign and for the president is changing voters' minds because when you look at the polls, 76 percent, we're not talking about 50 percent. It's seven.
4: Peter, you also have new reporting this evening about President Biden's interview with the special counsel, Robert Hur. Lester, President Biden became heated, you'll remember,
3: responding to the special counsel's assertion that he could not remember within several years when his son Bo died. Last week, the president criticized her for asking him about it.
14: How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business.
13: But tonight, NBC News has learned that her never asked that question, according to two people familiar with the interview
3: last fall. They say it was the president, not her or his team, who first introduced Bo Biden's death. The sources say the president got the date, May 30. 30- I just don't think they understand that it's not going to work. You guys aren't. It, this isn't gonna work for you you think it's gonna work but it's not gonna work he he is he's dumb as a box of rocks he just really is so next we have Tlaib who decided to vote present because she said I'm not gonna vote for child abuse and sexual stuff in uh The West Bank area because they're raping kids because uh, Israel does it with no proof.
12: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. All acts of sexual violence are horrific. We should all be fighting to end it here at home and all around the world. So while the resolution on the floor today rightfully denounces any sexual violence by Hamas, I'm disturbed that it completely ignores and erases any sexual violence and abuse committed by the Israeli forces against Palestinians, especially children. War crimes cannot justify more war crimes. We must stand up for everyone's safety and human rights, no matter their faith, no matter their ethnicity. There are numerous well-documented reports of sexual violence, including rape, committed by Israeli forces against Palestinians in their custody. Children detained and stripped to their underwear in public for the world to see. Mr. Speaker, I'd like to submit for the record a Haritz article titled, Settlers and Soldiers Abuse Palestinians.
15: Without objection.
12: The UN and human rights groups have raised alarms for years, but Congress did nothing, never cared. We all have a responsibility to denounce sexual violence in all forms, regardless of who is responsible. This resolution fell, falls well short of that responsibility, Mr. Speaker, I yield.
3: Yeah, that's, um, that's horse shit. I just want everybody to know that. Um, It's horseshit. Horseshit, 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 with periods of fucking horseshit. Sorry, my computer is locking up. Let me fix this. Nope. Nope. Yes. So we had the shooting and automatically we started going after guns, which is what we always do. This is uh, Rich Eisen, I like the guy, nine children, nine children, we went to a parade to celebrate the children. nine children now being treated for gunshot wounds, children in Melish mercies. When are we going to collectively realize there's a gun problem in our country and do something sensible for our kids? Clave Travis, what's your suggestion, Rich? do away with the second amendment. Honest question. Does the laws are violated by the shooters? I suggest putting violent criminals behind bars and keep them where I wager a lot of money. They can't do anything. Next one. I just ran away from mass shooting at Chief's Parade where I saw Missouri governor, the gun lover below, running scared. I'm so sick of the NRA funded positions. Politicians. Here's the deal, folks. Um, that's bullshit because the NRA doesn't even exist. It is so out of. These are such old talking points. They kill me. So, um, reality is, and I'm, I forgot to download this, so I'm going to download it right now. This who the sh- this is who the sh- shooter was. We gonna talk about that, Rich? I bet we're not. I bet we're just gonna totally forget that. I bet the whole case is gonna go fucking bye-bye because of the race of the shooters. How about the southern border? You know, maybe another reason why we need guns is that we let 269 nationals from China come across. 20,000 from China in 24 That started in October. That's your fiscal year. Are we going to talk about this, lefties? Because this is a question I really have. Why did we have 29 people, CIA and foreign ally spies on Trump team, triggering Russian collusion hoax? Sources say 26 people. CIA and foreign ally spies, the United States intelligence community target 26 Trump advisors for foreign spy agencies, reverse target and bump. Now multiple credible sources tell public and racket of the United States intelligence community, including central intelligence. New information fills many gaps in our understanding of the Russia collusion hoax. Until now, the official story has been the FBI investigation began after Australian intelligence officials told the U.S. officials that Trump aide had boasted on an Australian diplomat that China damaging material about Democratic President uh, uh, candidate Hillary Clinton. Um, In truth, the USIC asked the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance to surveil Trump's associates. And we went in there, and we found nothing. So here is actually a soundbite on that. I don't like this guy. I think he's a twat. But, you know, they're going to cover it because it's an actual story. This is a story, whether you want to believe it or not, because Trump's bad. I get it. Trump's bad. Trump's a piece of shit. But the reality is, you reap what you sow.
8: Brand new details about how Obama's CIA targeted Trump and started the entire Russia hooks. For years, we were told that tips from an Australian diplomat tipped off the FBI after a random conversation with Papadopoulos. A NO-NAME 20-something? But according to new reporting by Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, the whole thing was a CIA setup. Former CIA director John Brennan identified 26 Trump associates to be targeted by the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance. And then those interactions were the targets and were targeted by the FBI as suspicious. And that's how the FBI launched the Russia collusion hoax. The details of this entire operation have been stored in a top-secret binder in a secret room in Washington. Trump ordered the whole thing declassified, and now the rumor is that the binder might be missing. Joining me now, one of the reporters who broke the story, Michael Schellenberger. Michael, explain how this all started with the CIA picking these 26 Trump people.
15: Yeah, good to be with you, Jesse. Well, obviously, this is an extremely serious story and serious allegation by multiple credible sources that Public and Racket, that's Matt Tybee's uh, publication, have spoken to. These are people that are close to the House intelligence investigation of how the Russia collusion hoax began. The story, as you mentioned, was that, oh, we were just informed by foreign intelligence about this. Our sources tell us a very different story, which is that, This was initiated by the U.S. government. It came from within the U.S. government's intelligence community, including the CIA, that they asked the so-called Five Eyes Nations intelligence agencies, that's the other English-speaking nations, including Britain and Australia, to spy on 26 Trump associates, or at least they had a list of the 26 associates that were identified. This is new information. Some people have theorized about this and speculated about it. Uh, We feel very confident that our sources were in a position to know and are very credible in this report. It's
3: obviously a very serious allegation because this is... So here's Jake Sullivan Sullivan, talking about FISA warrants once again.
6: On FISA, there are a couple of amendments that are being considered one of them would require a warrant for every query of lawfully collected data. If that were to pass and get into the bill, would the President veto that bill?
15: Uh, So I'm not in a position to stand here today and make veto threats on behalf of the President. Those are, are, um, you know, decisions for him to make. What I will tell you is that we do not believe that that serves the national security interests of the United States. And, in fact, today I will be making that case to a number of members, uh, that the warrant requirement as conceived is not the best way actually to ensure the protection of the personal privacy of Americans. There are a number of other elements of the bill that we have supported that would reform and update FISA to protect the civil liberties of
3: Americans. And I'm pairing it once again with another montage. Here's Biden stumbling and bumbling and fumbling, talking buying chicken for a black guy. And all these people, Schumer, the press sec, some Democrat in front of Jake Tapper saying, oh, he's so sharp. And then I'll make my point. I, uh, um...
10: Anyway.
14: And I don't want to... I don't want to... Well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh... Anyway, I, I just, look, I mean, uh, Putin's kleptocracy, uh, uh, yeah. It was in feb- feb- uh, January after we elected. The late January, early February. He said... Uh, It's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. Here's what drives the driver uh, in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. Uh, I, uh, for two reasons. One, to... It's an impact, an impact that decades have been making, because inaction was, uh, there was inaction the, uh, with, with with the department of, uh, uh, with, from, from uh, uh, char, excuse me, from Charlotte, one, a, another line going from in Florida down to Tampa. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, um, like to be able to anyway. The idea that um... and 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 Joan Shengang, I'm going to pronounce her Shanga, but uh, there's you know there to be you know beginning uh, this effort uh, and uh, and uh, I want you to know that. Uh, I want to thank you as well for, uh, But the nature... not... and the, uh, and, uh, and the, uh, and America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was gonna put him a foot, foot. Look. A solid meeting with, um, with, uh, the uh, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here from the uh, 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 excuse me they also increase corporate uh, growth they make a very good point here's the deal 15,000 159,000 billion dollars less. my plan is to make Concrete, concrete. I know, pre- I know, President. Uh, excuse me. The leading um, leading tech companies like Anthropic. And, and I'm going to mispronounce. i can't you try? The beer brewed here. It's, it is used to make the beard yeah. in oh earth rider thanks for the great lakes by the end of a governing crisis uh, it's time to end it These constant uh, anyway i'm gonna be good because that's why we can't let well uh, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago i'll never forget where won't that anyway I, I i just think that uh Florida Small Business Winner Award winner of uh, the Business Week winner. Now it has evolved our institution. But uh, well, uh, the former Prime Minister, uh, like to take baths of that uh, anyway, they overruled that to uh, reinstate uh, the 32nd uh, freestanding have free 30 free. i am just follow my orders here. Uh, well, I mean, you got chicken fingers, you got, you got <laughs> the, oh, I went the route of making sure I had, the number. there. So tell me like you guys, what you doing these days? Why don't you share about your passion of sports?
1: I'm playing AAU basketball right now.
14: Are you really? Involved? Are you a guard? Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh
5: grade. Right now I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. How about in school? How are y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing
4: about it is the business academy I'm in. We get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we... the,
10: the memory lapses that President Biden is described as having in this report. This is not the first time anybody's raised issues of President Biden's acuity, and in fact, twice this week, President Biden referenced uh, European leaders' conversations he had with them in 2021, when both those European leaders had long been dead. He confused Macron with Mitterrand. He confused Helmut Cole with Angela Merkel. Are you really acting as if there's nothing to these issues or these concerns?
3: Well, I, I saw from the White House counsel that they
13: disputed this uh, recollection of the interview. And I will tell you, Jake. Uh, I was in Israel on October 7th, as you know, and President Biden was nice enough to call me. And I can tell you, this was the day before that interview, I can tell you he was sharper than
4: anyone I've spoken to about a very complex geopolitical urgent issue. I talk to President Biden, you know, regularly, Hmm. or sometimes several times in a week, or usually several times in a week. His mental acuity is great, it's fine. It's as good as it's been over the years. I've been speaking to him for 30 years since we worked on the Brady Bill and the assault weapons ban when I was a young congressman. <laughs> um, and um, he's 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 fine. All this right-wing propaganda that his mental acuity has declined is wrong. He's going to win the election because he has a great record, because um, more and more Americans are seeing that record. What do you think
16: about the idea of Taking that kind of a test. I mean, look, uh, and I talked about this last week too. On, on I believe, whenever on Friday, uh, I have known this president since 2009. Uh, I he is not just a, my my boss, but, you know. He's also some a mentor to me, and i spent sometimes countless hours with him, whether it's in the Oval Office, uh, whether it's on the road. And I believe, for me, you're asking me my personal opinion. Uh, he is sharp. Uh, he is on top of things. He, When we have uh, meetings with him, with his staff, he's constantly pushing us, getting, trying to get more information. And so that has been my experience with this president. Uh, anything else outside of that, uh, I just shared with you what Dr. O'Connor said to me, uh, and so I'll just leave it there.
3: So this is Mayor Pete. Once while briefing him on railroad investment, Buttleg thought along an expert from the brought along an expert from the Federal Rail Administration could not answer all of Biden's questions. He was asking such detailed questions that we actually had to dial in another expert because he's a railroad guy. Are we going back to that again? Are we fucking seriously doing that? It's so bad that John Stewart's back. John Levine, this is actually pretty good and confirms my long view that had he stayed on television, Stewart would have evolved in something close to Bill Maher type figure, which I suspect is where 2020, 2010 era audience now is. Gotta say, I lived through his first run on Daily Show, and the idea that his humor was rooted in both sides are equally bad is uh, just how I remember it. Sunny bunch. Rolling Stones, commentary of John Jon Stewart, still the right person to host The Daily Show? Comedy Vet made his return to the desk. He left in 2015. But his both sides are equally bad approach may not translate in 2024 because we're super duper biased. I'm playing all seven minutes.
9: These two candidates, they are both similarly challenged. And it is not crazy to think that the oldest people in the history of the country to ever run for president might have some of these challenges. Now, Democrats will say that any criticism like this, especially of Biden, is unfair because you just don't
11: know Biden like they know Biden. President Biden, who I've been around uh, numerous times just in this last year, is sharp, he's focused, he's bright.
10: He is
4: sharp intensely probing and detail-oriented and focused.
8: This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. He's smart. He's
2: on his game.
7: I was in almost every meeting with the president, and the president was in front of and on top of it all, coordinating and directing leaders who are in charge of America's national security, not to mention our allies around the globe.
9: Did anyone film that? (laughs) Because if you're... If you're telling us behind the scenes he is sharp and full of energy and on top of it and really in control and leading, you should film that. (laughs) That would be good to show to people instead of a TikTok where he goes, (laughs) (laughs) We see he's in charge. You see, cookies. (laughs) Of course, when it comes to Republicans, they've got a different strategy for their 77-year-old candidate. Well, first of all, Donald Trump is not an old man. He's an old man! (laughs) He is objectively an old man! Human scale. Trump is objectively, oh, if he was a tortoise, I would tell him as a tortoise at 77, oh, young man, go off and enjoy college. But he's not a tourist. He's not a tortoise. That is not being ageist, that is being human lifespanist. One thing we know for certain is this. We have two candidates who are chronologically outside the norm of anyone who has run, uh, for the presidency in this country, in the history of this country. They are the oldest people ever to run for president, breaking by only four years the record that they set! (laughs) The last time they ran! Objectively, old, they're at the age. There are no more age related milestones to hit. <laughs> they got the R R P card. They've got Social Security. They've got their movie discounts. There is no, oh, wait till you hit eighty eight. You get to drink and drive, no. <laughs> the only thing left to them is a today show Smuckers shout out. <laughs> you know what? I think we've got a new name for our election coverage. INDECISION 2024 ANTIQUES ROADSHOW. All right. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. We're not suggesting neither man is vibrant, productive, or even capable. But they are both stretching the limits of being able to handle the toughest job in the world. What's crazy is thinking that we are the ones, as voters, who must silence concerns and criticisms. It is the candidate's job to assuage concerns, not the voter's job not to mention them. And look, I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to be cruel. I didn't want to... I didn't want to have to do this on my first day. Come come over here. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) Look what time hath wrought. Give the-give the kids a tree to the lunar surface, here. <laughs> Look at this. I'm, tw- like, 20 years younger than these <laughs> This. Look at this. They wish. <laughs>
5: By the way... You
9: know, If you don't, know, the truth. And if you think, like, oh, 20 years isn't that long, this is me 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and perhaps it was my mistake for sleeping in a meat dehydrator. Look, Joe Biden isn't Donald Trump. He hasn't been indicted as many times, hasn't had as many fraudulent businesses, or been convicted in a civil trial for sexual assault, or been ordered to pay defamation and had his charities disbanded, or stiffed a shit-ton of blue-collar tradesmen he'd hired. (laughs) Should we even get to the -the grab-the-pussy stuff? Probably not. But the stakes of this election don't make Donald Trump's opponent less subject to scrutiny it actually makes him more subject to scrutiny. If the barbarians are at the gate, you want Conan standing on the ramparts, not chocolate chip cookie guy. <laughs> So what's the good news? That was not rhetorical framing. I'm literally asking you. Look, the next nine months or so, and maybe more than that depending on the coup schedule, they're going
3: to suck. I'm sorry, folks. The guy's a fucktard. What does he accomplish? Breaking House impeaches, whatchamacallit. Didn't change a goddamn thing. I'm not covering it. It's fucking stupid. New, a fundraising email sent this morning, attempts to cash on the special counsel report, specifically refers to Bo Biden in the email. Jill Biden refers to herself as Bo's mother. Bo Biden's mother was Neela Biden, Joe's first wife, who died in a car crash. That's fucking crap. Then, all of a sudden, this went bad. I am ready to serve Kamala Harris State in a capacity to lead before a special counsel report up flying concerns better than Biden's age. I'm here. I got you. I got you. Steve Cohn from Tennessee, who I fucking hate. Very, very few stood at Super Bowl for lift every sing and soft voice and sing a Negro national anthem. Naughty pretty picture, Super Bowl crowd. So you all know Steve was so annoyed by the Twitchy team story that he DM'd me before he started playing the QT game. His DM rant helped prove this ignorance even more. And here we go on that. We're going to cover it in a second. That's our TikTok moment. I found a lady yesterday. Thanks to artist skills. Holy fucking moly, baby. It's deep. And then we start getting vice presidents and shit going down of how cavalier he was at vice presidents, how he fucked with documents, how he has a very bad temper. It's so fucking bad. that uh, CNN covered it.
7: All right, we know that President Biden likes to cultivate his public image as kindly Uncle Joe, he's often referred to. But apparently behind the scenes, I'm talking about in private, he reportedly has a bit of a temper and unleashes it on his staff. That's according to an article by Axios. Alex Thompson is the national political reporter, and he joins me now. Alex, I'm glad that you're here. We've been on Sirius XM together. We can't swear here right now on cable. But let me ask you, many people may not have read this in full to fully understand what exactly President Biden is being accused of doing or how he's behaving. Break it down for me.
17: Yeah, so you know, in public, maybe he'll whisper a bit when he's trying to make a point, but Behind closed doors, he's prone to yelling, it's much saltier language, and he'll really angrily grill into his staff to the point that some staffers are actually a bit afraid to meet alone with the president. Really? Sometimes they'll bring in an extra person or two in order so that the firing line is a little bit distributed among several different staffers.
7: This runs really counter to the image that most people I think would have of President Biden. How are we knowing this? I mean, how do you get the reporting? Who is who's complaining about this? Is this current? Former staff who
17: both current, former, and by former I mean former White House staff, current White House and administration staff, plus you even have people going back you know we we uh, had a headline today we we called it old Yeller, um, but I can confirm to you that Joe Biden was a young yeller too mm-hmm. and uh, so we even talked to staff that went back to the early 2000s, and the fact is that you know, this is a guy that has been professionally staffed for more than half of his life. And he's had a long life. So it's been over 50 years where he's had people staffing him. And as a result, there's a generational difference, too. You know, he's really, really tough on staff. And he already had that, as he calls, you know, get his Irish up. He already had that Irish temper. and will really lay into people and, in some cases, you know, make them feel humiliated, make them feel embarrassed and really feel like and, and truly be cussed out.
7: Many might be surprised by this because you might recall um, when he spoke about respect and dignity and the idea of if you're working with him, if you act in that way, you get fired. Well, listen to what he had to say.
14: I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs ands or buts. Everybody, everybody, is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. That's been missing in a big way in the last four years.
7: So you hear that, and then there's the moment when he was calling a Fox reporter a stupid s o b. Not my, not my words. You know what? Let me play it. You know it's not Laura Coates' words. Listen to this.
0: Will you take questions right, on inflation
4: sir. then? No. Let's move. Thank you. Thank you, Thank
11: you. Thank you Do you all. think inflation
14: is a political liability ahead of the midterms? That's oh, a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a-
7: OK, so there has been different sides we have certainly seen. Why are we just hearing this now, though? If you're talking about this reputation or the idea of more than 50 years worth of staffing, has this been known? throughout Washington and it's just not been covered or this is something that's now become an issue?
17: So there's a few different pieces to this. One is that Joe Biden, because he's been in the public life 50 years, He knows the difference between a public persona and a private persona. And he's a very, you know, he didn't become president by accident, right? I mean, that requires a level of public persona skill that sometimes is different than your private persona. In this case, why it's so interesting is that his public persona leans so much on him being civil and his civility. And that clip you just showed about, you know, the standard he was setting for his White House, I can tell you some uh, former Biden administration uh, aides don't think that he's lived up even to his own standard. Now the... Huh. That's kind of...
3: funny. White House journalists admit to purposely ignoring Biden's... thing. It's a whole article. They, they agree to it. They, they say it. This... Another one. Atlantic. This piece of shit... Who was huge and fusing GPS and pushed the hoax? She got promoted. APs or get AP is still the Associated Progressive, spinning Biden's decline, the map border, you name it, we do it. So I want to end with, the, and this is media because this is part of our media. Before we go into TikTok, this is Drew Barrymore, and this is what's completely wrong with our media.
1: When I was reading this book at night and coming home from work, which we take with us, so anyone who compartmentalizes, you know, personal and professional, my hat's off to you because usually it bleeds all together for me. And I would hold your book to my chest at night and I would wish that I was in your family, that you were my mom or my sister. And I I feel like everybody feels like that.
3: I just gotta say for the record, man, you can't all be this one-sided. You just can't. A book like that wouldn't fucking fly, so no. No, very no, 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 no. So we're gonna do our tick-tock segment. Okay, so last night I watched a Art of Skills episode, and it was just about TikTok Super Bowl um, conspiracy theories. And a lot of it was the same stuff we already talked about. You know, it's just a bunch of humdrum bullshit. It's not really true. But this girl, man, I I just... What? Shit? Fuck? Good Lord, some bitch. And, And it was this
16: to talk about the Super Bowl, and I'm not going to say that it's R-I-G-G-E-D, but I'm going to make a lot of points so that you guys can decide for yourself. There has been a lot of talk lately about how the Super Bowl logo has predicted the teams that will play, because the colors depicted in the logos for the past few years have corresponded to the colors of the teams. A lot of people thought that the Ravens were going to play the 49ers this year because the logo was purple and red and because a news station near Seattle posted a headline on January 18th saying that the Baltimore Ravens are going to play the 49ers in the Super Bowl. This was before the second round of the playoffs even started, so how did they know who was going to play in the Super Bowl, why is this even a headline? There was also a creator who posted a flyer that he found at a Dave & Busters saying that there's gonna be a Super Bowl watch party for the Baltimore Ravens and San Francisco 49ers. However, the Super Bowl logo, the news headline, and the Dave & Buster's flyer were all proven wrong when the Chiefs beat the Ravens and made it to the Super Bowl instead. So are people just overanalyzing things too much so that they can prove that the Super Bowl is scripted? Or did enough people catch on that the NFL had to change the script at the last second so that they wouldn't prove all the predictions right? Because imagine if the Ravens and the 49ers actually ended up at the Super Bowl after millions of people were expecting it. or. Or did the NFL know that the internet was going to go wild when they saw the logo and they saw the news headline so that everybody would think it's scripted just so they can turn around and prove that it's not by having the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. In my opinion, that was the plan this entire time. They are not going to miss out on the financial opportunity of having Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey at the Super Bowl. They have been hyping this relationship up the entire time for this moment.
3: Now. Wait, it's not your usual crazy. This has got receipts.
16: At one point, literally every single news channel and fact checker was talking about the logo prediction because that's what they wanted people focused on. They wanted people to think that they had it all figured out and that the 49ers were gonna play the Ravens at the Super Bowl. But the Ravens were never going to play the 49ers. It was always going to be the Chiefs. And bear with me because I have a lot to cover and I'm gonna tell you why I think this. Since the relationship of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift started last June, Taylor Swift has racked in over three hundred and thirty million dollars for the NFL. God I'm not damn. saying that I think that the entire relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift is fake, but what better way to promote the Super Bowl than to have the biggest pop star in the entire world date one of the players on the playing teams? This entire yes. relationship has been incredibly hyped up every single day on every single news channel since the start of it. And if you remember, right after they started dating, Kelsey was featured in a commercial for promoting Fiza, the, Watt, the most controversial Fiza. subjects of our time. As soon ah, as I nah, saw nah, this commercial, nah, I knew that this relationship sorry. wasn't just a relationship. They are going to use Travis Kelsey. And-
3: sorry, that was that air horn thing.
16: And Taylor Swift for their influence as much as they can. Because why wouldn't they? You're probably wondering, who is they? Who is using Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift to promote anything or influence anybody? Well, let's look into Hmm. it. Top three shareholders of PFI, I'm not gonna say it because I don't want this video, but they are Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. If you know anything about these brands, you know that they are each the top shareholder of each other and essentially one huge entity. They own an overwhelming majority of the brands that we see on a daily basis. I have a ton of other videos about them if you want to learn more in-depth information. Now before Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift started dating, his name was never really searched on Google. This is a chart on Google Trends, and the red line is his name being searched. This is when they started dating, and as you can see, his name was searched so many more times than it was previously. This was also right around the time when that commercial came out that I was just talking about. Clearly, they used his newfound publicity to promote their you-know-what. Now what the heck does that have to do with the Super Bowl? Well, other than the NFL itself, there are many other companies and businesses that benefit financially from the Super Bowl, obviously. We've got the broadcasters, which this year the Super Bowl will be shown on CBS and Paramount Plus, which both CBS and Paramount Plus are owned by Paramount Global. And the top shareholders of Paramount Global are Vanguard, State Street, BlackRock, and Berkshire Hathaway, which the top shareholder of Berkshire Hathaway is also Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. So not only Ah. do they own the company that used Travis Kelce's newfound publicity from the Taylor Swift relationship to promote their product, but they also own the broadcasting companies that broadcast the Super Bowl and bring in millions. Aside from the NFL and the broadcasters, the advertisers who advertise during the Super Bowl also bring in a huge amount of cash. I found a list of the advertisers so far that we'll be advertising during the Super Bowl, and here are some of them. We've got Doritos, which Doritos are owned by Frito Lay, which is owned by Pepsi, and the top three shareholders of Pepsi are Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. We've got oh, no Doritos as another advertiser during the Super Bowl, whose top shareholder is Vanguard. We've got Elf Cosmetics, whose top shareholder is also Vanguard. Then we have Hellman's, who is also advertising during the Super Bowl, which Hellman's is owned by Unilever, whose top shareholder is also Vanguard. We have Lint, whose top shareholder is also Vanguard. We have Mountain Dew, who is owned by PepsiCo, who is owned by BlackRock Vanguard and State Street. We have Oreo, whose parent company is Mondelez International
3: are you checking it out basically everything is a circle jerk all the money is just going back to the same people who put the money in
16: international and the top shareholders of mandela's is vanguard blackrock and state street the last one that i'm going to talk about is pringles who is also advertising during the super bowl and pringles is owned by kellogg's who aside from the kellogg foundation trust is also owned by blackrock and vanguard I could literally go on and on about these advertisers and who own them, but I think that you see the pattern, hopefully. Aside from the broadcasters and the advertisers advertising during the Super Bowl, we also have the betting companies who tremendously benefit financially from the Super Bowl. An estimated $1.3 billion will be spent on betting on the Super Bowl this year. And here is a list of the top Super Bowl betting websites which the number one betting website is BetMGM. BetMGM is owned by MGM, and MGM's top shareholders are Vanguard and BlackRock. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! The second betting Christ. Website is Caesars, and the top shareholder of Caesars Entertainment is Vanguard. Oh, we no way! DraftKings, third on the list, whose top shareholder is Vanguard and BlackRock. Again, I could go on and on, but as you can see, the same entity is benefiting financially from the advertising, the broadcasting, and the betting of the Super Bowl. Given that they have already used Travis Kelsey to promote their you-know-what and that Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift has already racked in hundreds of millions of dollars for the NFL, do you really think that they would miss out on the opportunity of having both Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl?
3: I sat last podcast and said, there's no way you can rig a Super Bowl. There's no fucking way. There's too many things. There's no... I'm a dumbass. Listen to that money, man. Seriously. Listen to the money. The money is insane, and it's all circular. It's going back to the same people that are putting the money in. They make the money. They put in the money. And it's just all their money. I mean, it's just insane, really, if you think about it.
16: No they're going to make sure that the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl so that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will be there. And that is exactly what happened. They own the news channels that hype up the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and they own the fact checkers that tell us that it's all just a conspiracy that the Super Bowl is R-I-G-G-E-D and that they're using this relationship to further promote it. I could literally probably make a 30-minute video about how the Super Bowl is just used to manipulate us and distract us from what's actually important in the world, or the fact that it supports the satanic agenda with Rihanna's Illuminati halftime show, or Damar Hamlin's extremely blasphemous jacket after millions of people prayed for him and now he's mocking Jesus, or even the FEMA camp halftime show of 2022. You can't tell me that that is not a resemblance. That is for a much more in-depth video. It is all connected. Look in things.
3: That just blew my fucking mind. I mean, it just blew my fucking mind. And she's got more. She is so good, we're gonna do another one. Um, sorry, I had somebody walk in the room so i do it. So this is a Biden one.
16: I'm just gonna keep this short and sweet. But why would the President of the United States post this image with this caption? just like we drew it up at Chiefs, after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and the entire internet was going crazy, thinking that the Super Bowl was scripted in order to get Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey there to win so that she could later promote him. The literal Pentagon had to come out and say that Taylor Swift is not a PSYOP. Which is just a little bit weird because if she isn't, why do you have to come out and say that she isn't? Just let the internet think whatever they want. And yet, he goes ahead and posts this? Don't be suspicious. Like, if you're trying to shut down all these conspiracy theorists, why would you fuel the fire with this if there's not some truth to it? They are right in our faces, hidden in plain sight. And let's not forget Ice Spice's whole ritual-type thing she was doing at the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, that shit kind of freaked me out, to be quite honest. Um, here's another one, and well, then we'll move on to woke.
16: You know how I've been saying that Taylor Swift is satanic, along with many other people. Watch this video of her shaking her head when Ice Spice thanks God for her award. <laughs> So she applauds after every single name that Ice Spice says, except when she thanks God. And then she clearly shakes her head in disapproval. A lot of Swifties stand up for Taylor Swift, saying that she's Christian herself, but that doesn't look like someone who is God-fearing to me.
3: (sighs) Let's do another one. This girl's fire, man. Nothing she says is
16: a lie. No, it's just a coincidence that the police chief was the same man in charge of the Las Vegas shooting. And it's just a huge coincidence that property owned by millionaires and billionaires like Jeff Bezos, Oprah, and the founder of PayPal remained untouched while the land of the natives burned only a few feet away, literally. And it's just a huge coincidence that the island had the largest system of outdoor sirens in the world, yet they decided not to sound them or alert anybody in any way. And it's just a huge coincidence that they closed all of the schools, sent all of the children home, and turned off the water as soon as the fires started so that people couldn't put them out. And it's just a coincidence that under orders, policemen blockaded the exits, didn't allow anyone to evacuate, and forced them to jump in the water to save their own lives. And it's just a coincidence that the island is set to be the very first to operate on 100% renewable energy. And to do so, they must significantly decrease their CO2 emissions. And it's just a huge coincidence that one month prior to the fires, the mayor issued a press release highlighting his commitment to the United Nations 2030 Agenda of Sustainable Development. And it's just a coincidence that Hawaii is the only state to have submitted a voluntary local review, which is a framework and goal set to achieve sustainable development. And it's just a huge coincidence that BlackRock and the United States government are two out of the three largest landowners on the island who have been trying to buy up the land from the natives for the past few decades, who refuse to sell, and both of them are part of the renewable energy agenda. And it's just a huge coincidence that the survivors' homes that are still standing are now being evicted. And it's just a coincidence that the fact checkers, saying that all of this is a coincidence, are owned by BlackRock. At this point, if you believe that all of these are coincidences, you are the crazy one. Not me. Google is not going to come out and tell you what's going on, and even if they did, a lot of you wouldn't even believe it unless it was from a government or fact checking website. But guess what? They're not going to tattle on themselves, so you need to think for yourself. We should be absolutely enraged about these fires. We really need to stand up and do something, because-
3: I'm just going to finish it out.
6: Congressman, um, I recognize Bruvka is one of the products that we uh, do market. i not exactly sure. It's
8: okay. It I'm, I'm not trying to trick you. It, it treats leukemia. Uh, Do you know uh, what the price that Johnson & Johnson has set for it?
6: I do not have that on
8: my It's $484 per capsule per tablet, which works out to about $14,000 per month, which works out to about $16,000, $160,000 per year.
3: Good God.
8: Now, do you know or I can tell you how much money gross revenue johnson and johnson has made from this drug over the last 10 years
6: congressman it's not something that i'm an expert at not something here sure. to uh, testify
8: 22 billion dollars do you know the gross profits of johnson and johnson
11: here's the last
16: we are living one living in a villain's world and they designed it perfectly we eat the food they give us vote for one of two people that they tell us to and watch the movies that they show they take our attention as soon as we reach age five and they never give it back We go to school for eight hours a day, learning what they want us to. They scold us until we obey, and then they praise us when we do. They make us form a habit of waking up and spending our entire day in a building that we wouldn't choose, so that when we get older, we are willing to do the same. Following orders becomes comfortable when we spend our childhood doing what we're told. So when we're older, we hesitate.
3: That was not as good. So this lady, uh, oh shit, I suck. Let me me grab, I'm going to blow it up so that you guys can see it. Um, I'm following her on TikTok now because she's fucking straight fire. And what's her name? It's Morgan FR. Totally worth your listen. I just went down the fucking rabbit hole last night because I wasn't tired and I just sat and looked at her videos and it's fucking scary. So time for woke.
6: Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy.
7: Usually I don't agree with napkin Americans, but in the case of this plantation Barbie, I agree. I would never call you napkin American to your face. I would probably go with something like rice rascal. No purpose flower, chalk child. Chalk child is a personal favorite. I love using that one. What about lice lieutenant? Do you prefer lice lieutenant? When'd you have lice? Walking ranch, that's the one for you. You are a walking ranch, yeah?
13: You want to know what's funny in the most unironic way is I hate America so much. The quality of life is so bad that I'd be willing to commit treason for free. I'd be giving away government secrets like it's a Black Friday deal. You know, my little jingle will be, it's the season for some treason. I would do anything to get out of this country.
3: Well, that was really nice. Those are two nice people. I want to ex- pound back on what we talked about because there's different ways to look at this. First, we talked about it's going to be $490 billion more. Well, now... The climate agenda, which is the Inflation Reduction Act, which is the greatest Inflation Reduction Act ever, also the greatest climate bill ever passed by any president ever, is going to cost $800 billion. I just want to make sure we cover that. Because, once again, we had a previous administration, which is a bunch of lying fuckheads that used inappropriate... Facts that they made up. You can't have your own fact. You can only have the face Yeah, you only have truth, right? That's what we said over and over But these people passed a bill just like the Affordable Care Act which is neither affordable or care act. It's worse than fucking What I have Which once again, I want to make sure we cover that my premiums went up again Hold one wife's got the uh, heat cranked, that to shut the vent and put a hat on. Um, but my premiums are up and up and up, and up. now procedure went from $20 to 37 That's happened in the last 10 years. And my premium was 20 and now it's 25 excuse me, my co It's going up, but we reduced the ACA, which is neither affordable or a care act. Because poor people couldn't use it. All that's happening while this guy is passing the greatest bill ever for inflation reduction climate change. Once again, media, you can't have it both ways. I'm not mega. Have you stumbled on this? I don't like Trump. I don't like the Democrats. I think both of them are lying cocksuckers. The problem we have is we only point out that Trump's a lying cocksucker, and we disregard old man Bat over here who never says anything factual. He's been raised by everybody, including Martians. But what are we going to do to fix it? Dick. We're going to start Taylor Swift as a goddamn major in college.
12: Hi, I heard you're teaching a Taylor Swift appreciation course. That's me. (laughs) Can I ask you about it?
1: Absolutely. I am Dr. Jess Hamlet. I'm assistant professor of English here. And I teach, um, I'm trained to teach like the Shakespeare and the British literature courses. Um, But I also am doing this Taylor Swift course. I have taught uh, classes on revenge true crime as literature, um, African-American literature, queer literature, I kind of do it all these days. So uh, this is uh, Major Writers, Taylor's version. Um, This is a 400 level literature course. It is open to basically the entire student body. Um, Although I do recommend that students are juniors or seniors before they get into it. Although advanced sophomores can be in as well. I don't recommend the course for freshmen, but it will come around again um so a million years ago or like two years ago uh they had asked me to do a one credit course for incoming freshmen over the summer and i was like lol what if i did a taylor swift appreciation class this was i think around the time that like stanford had debuted their course and i was like that's fun um and then i had mentioned it to some of my like students in my classes and they were like wait I want to take this class. Can I take this class? When can I take this class? Um, so I thought, okay, well, there's demand. So maybe I'll make it into a real semester-long three-credit course. Um, and the rest, I guess, is history.
3: Oh, y- y- you gots to be kidding me, right? Folks, hey, listen. I got the wife's in the living room. I still feel funny when I see that girl. She's beautiful. I don't know why. She's in my fucking head. I know that the therapist said it's because I'm depressed and I'm on this medication that's supposed to help my stomach, but it's also a mental thing, and I absorb things. So, like, if I watch this and I go to bed, that's what I think about. So, you can't get away from Taylor Swift, and so it's always in my head. But how in the fuck is her lyrics Shakespearean? That's a Shakespearean lit teacher. Get the fucking fuck out in the fuck. What? Ahem. <clears throat> Shocker, L.A. Times report California war on plastic bag use seems to have backfired. Statewide ban on single-use carry-out bags prohibited most grocery stores, large retail stores, the pharmacy and convenience stores that sell food and alcoholic beverages from providing the customers with bags designed for single-use only unless those bags are made with recycled paper. Instead, these stores generally made provide customers recycled paper bags or certified reusable grocery bags and must charge their customers at least 10 cents. The text of the bag ban statute can be found on blah, blah, blah. And what does it do? We now have more paper products which is why we went to plastic if you remember i remember i remember i have two of these this is the hill one and find acting gamers identify as lgbtq but the community is underrepresented in video games the game is currently working on is one where you design a character, and then walk around a rainbow town, stopping people and telling them about your sexuality. I think it'll be a huge hit. <laughs> 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 then uh mm, NBC. Under 2% of console video games Including LGBTQ characters Are storylines despite the fact that 17% of gamers identify as queer According to a new GLAD survey GLAD, According to GLAD, Has about as much credibility as Hamas Health Ministry Remember they're the same people That don't want to report that 80% of all people Who motherfucking Start the trans railroad Don't finish They get off At a different stop and re put their dick on. Or whatever. An Oklahoma principal with the side gig as a drag queen says he was forced to resign under the pressure of State Superintendent Rye Waters and others because he was talking about it at school, not because he was queer. More than 30 pro-Palestinian Harvard students participated in a 12-hour hunger strike Friday in solidarity with students of Brown whole fucking hour god damn that is that is really fucking huge nyc may ban detergent pods some laundry sheets and latest green crackdown with fines up to twelve hundred dollars for selling pods the pods of plastic bill introduced by city councilman james granaro last week would make it illegal to sell any pods fine excuse me 400 till 1200 wait what they told us they were safe and energy efficient so they were lying And when a black guy is selling single-tied pods on the street, a cop will try to subdue him. Black guy will die, and NYPD will be blamed. That's actually pretty... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So we're going to go back into the shooter thing, and I have three sound bites that they do not want to say that the shooter of the last shooter, just like they're not going to talk about the Kansas City Chief shooter, it was an LGBT person, a trans person, but we're not going to say that because we don't want to get canceled.
13: and it's that anti-Semitic material combined with the fact authorities say they saw the word Palestine written on the shooter's rifle which has them saying that they are not ruling out terrorism or a hate crime as a potential motivating cause here and this is happening as we've learned that the shooter's seven-year-old son remains in critical condition after police say she brought him inside the church when she started to open fire investigators are painting a troubling picture of the woman they say opened fire Houston police identifying the deceased shooter as 36-year-old Genesee Yvonne Moreno, telling NBC News she was carrying an AR-15 with the word Palestine written on it. A search of Moreno's home yielding ingredients to make explosives and written material with a very clear message. We do have some anti-Semitic writings Law enforcement records show Moreno had at least six prior arrests since 2005, including weapons charges. In 2016, authorities also placed Moreno under an emergency detention order. Officials said the shooter has a history of mental illness and was arrested at least six times, including a weapons charge. Our CBS affiliate KHOU spoke to the shooter's mother-in-law, who says there were so many warning signs.
12: She was violent many times. We've asked for help from police and received it many times, but she was still allowed
0: to own guns. Authorities say one of the weapons was bought legally in December. The shooter obtaining the guns despite her history of mental illness, and arrest dating back to 2000. This is John Miller, senior Chief Law Enforcement Analyst. And John, you were just hearing from Ed quoting your new reporting on this. What more are you learning about a possible motive here?
18: Well, there's an indicator, which is on the rifle, the words Free Palestine was written. Uh, We have seen writing on the rifle before in some of these other incidents, so there is an an indicator that this is someone who studied prior shootings. We saw it in the Buffalo shooting in the supermarket. We saw it in the New Zealand shooting in the mosque, where the rifle kind of becomes the the communique. Uh, But we don't really know if that is the full breadth of the motive that's why federal authorities were executing search warrants uh, last night at the home uh, looking for computers any written documents thumb drives uh, social media online they're really peeling back through the um, identity of this person now we know she's a 37 year old woman we know they have her name uh, but we also know that her identity may have crossed with other identities at different times so they're trying to sort through what is the backstory here and is there a political motive which could make this categorized as a as a case of terrorism will talk to us more
0: about that because that that is where it goes to a different level free Palestine written on the gun they're looking for a political motive which would mean what
18: which would mean is this an act of political terrorism where a location was selected because its symbolism and wide audience um as a as a way to gain attention to that or Is this another case of an unhinged person who has gone back and forth? Good evening, everyone. It has one of the largest congregations
4: in the country. And tonight, after the terrifying shooting inside Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston, disturbing clues are emerging about the woman who carried it out. Police say she brought her seven-year-old son inside the church on Sunday between services and opened fire in the hallway with an AR-15 rifle. Two off-duty officers engaged her in a shootout, ultimately killing her, her son critically wounded in the head, and police today revealing a sticker on her gun had the word Palestine on it, and that she left behind anti-Semitic writings, along with suspicious chemicals found in her home, none of which law enforcement officials say adds up to a-
3: And in a break of trans shit, because that's the rest of the damn show- Victory for science is defamation case silences climate step skeptics. This is PBS.
2: A new report shows a sharp rise in personal attacks on climate scientists. Well, one widely respected scientist is fighting back. He is Michael Mann, distinguished professor of environmental sciences at the University of Pennsylvania. After a pair of conservative climate deniers accused him of faking his data, back in 2012. Mann sued for defamation, and he won. Last week, a jury awarded him a million dollars in compensatory damages. And Dr. Mann calls the decision a victory for science, and he's joining me now from Philadelphia. So firstly, you know, congratulations, especially as you, you know, frame it as a victory for science. What was it that, you know, that caused you to take on this case? And it, it took you 12 years.
10: Uh, Thanks, Christiana. Well, you know, uh, we sort of drew a line in the sand. It's one thing to criticize scientists. Um, That's all, you know, uh, appropriate in uh, science. Um, In fact, good faith criticism, uh, skepticism plays an important role in moving science forward. But making false and defamatory accusations, uh, accusations of fraud and comparing a scientist to a convicted child molester, which is what the plaintiffs did what the defendants did in this case clearly goes beyond the line. Um, And we we sort of, uh, you know, we had no choice. We asked them to take down those defamatory posts and to apologize. They refused to do that. And so we moved forward with the litigation and it did take 12 years to play out, but we're very pleased that the jury saw, you know, through the smoke and mirrors that they tried to put up during the trial, saw to the heart of the matter that uh, they had engaged in false and defamatory allegations. They they had done so with malice, hence the award of uh, a million dollars in punitive damages.
2: So to be clear again, you have, you know, fought this because of the science, and you said, I hope this verdict.
3: So I noticed we spent a lot of time talking about climate deniers. How about the cocksuckers that did this?
17: Be held account to laws in which we have no voice or representation. This country is founded
0: on the conditions that all men are created or created and endowed with the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're calling for all people to have all these rights, not just wealthy white men. We all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. Yay! Yeah. Right now our children. but that's the path that we're coming yeah. Joe Biden needs to defer a climate emergency. We need to immediately de-subsidize from fossil fuels to start moving towards real climate yeah. solutions. Yeah.
8: There, right now there are millions of refugees, climate yeah. refugees, yeah. in the United States. Alone. There's many more in the world, and there's many more
0: the There's
8: people all over the world
0: suffering. from the emissions we do, historically emitted, and we continue to emit, we need to change how we do things. We need to change systems,
17: and value the lives and well-being of people over the profits of the many.
3: Now, of course, it didn't hurt anything, but let, let's do the math on that. Are we ever going to cover shit like this? Let's see if they end up in jail for four years under the Patriot Act. Insurrection, damaging public property. Their jail time should be tremendous. Solitary till trial, no bail. That's the rules, right? Nope. It'll all be dropped. It'll all be dropped. Of course it will. Been doing a lot of Reddit lately. I, I really kind of enjoy Reddit. And this was what I found there. I hate being trans. I can't stand it anymore. I literally just want to exist. I don't do anything wrong. I transitioned when I was 20. I'm an adult. I sur- I should be allowed to make this decision. I don't correct anyone on my pronouns or insist they see me a certain way. I don't ask for special treatments. I just try to keep my head down and live. But my uncle hates me, and I didn't even tell me tell him I'm trans. But he figured it out, and he sent abusive calls to my parents. Everyone hates us, like everyone. Even people who say they like us secretly, they loathe us. Everyone hates us. I can't escape the hate. I see it everywhere online. Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, Facebook, news articles, forums, every, anywhere someone can type a reply, essentially. I'm sick of it. They all think we're mentally ill pedophiles and want us and that we control everything and that we hate free speech. They think that we're pedophiles and they want us dead. They think we look ugly and they look for us, abuse us in public. I can't do this anymore. I hate it. I don't want to detransition. I would rather die, but I don't want to keep on living this way either. I know a lot of people reading this also probably hate me. I don't know what you want me to do and all I can say is, you won, I guess. Well, I won't cop to all that crazy shit, but I will cop to this. We won't say this person with a free Palestine sticker on her gun an illegal was LGBTQ. We won't do this. A trans activist threw a rock through a window of a radio station during a live broadcast. The broadcast is about a ballot initiative for pro-parental rights. They won't get arrested. They won't go to jail. We won't talk that this was taken down off Facebook for dangerous. It looks like you shared or sent symbols, praise, or support of people and organizations we define as dangerous or follow them. Your post against our community standards on dangerous individuals. And organizations First reply, and this is on X, straight white people are the only people you can openly discriminate against and not face any backlash. I think this is a beautiful, beautiful um, post, because this is why. They were trying to bait him. Look at the picture. Just a little hint of ass. Guy looking at her. I could yell, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna play a trans parade with a simp and a teacher talking about transitioning motherfuckers.
5: Last night my daughter asked me again to detransition. And this time she did it in front of her father, who also wishes I would detransition. And my heart hurts so bad. I'm proud of the way who handled it and I did well. Um But clearly, I still am not doing enough for this child, and I will keep trying. But, you know, afterwards I went for a walk and I calmed down so that I could read the kids' bedtime stories and be normal. And I managed that. It was fine. Um, And then the kids went off to bed, and um, my husband came to, you know, check on me and make sure I was okay. And I was like like we had a longer conversation i'm just abbreviating it for you um basically it's an emperor's new clothes situation the child is just saying what everybody thinks and as much as i would have loved him to disagree with me he didn't instead while we were packing lunches he let me know that he finds it really confronting.
3: maybe that has more to do with it than you being trans because most of us don't give a flying fuck what you do but we get sick of this shit baffled by the shooter at jones we're just baffled we don't know why we're there we're sick of national geographic that's Patty Gonia named National Geographic Traveler of the Year. It's a dude. She's more than a drag queen. She's an environmentalist who's introducing the magic of nature to a new generation. And she just topped the list for nine game changers that were featured in National Geographic's 2024 Traveler of the Year. No society could ever possibly thrive while celebrating weirdos as much as our society does today. National Geographic's owned by Disney. So it makes sense. Yes, it does. We literally just can't stop being stupid exhibit a this video A 19-year-old was arrested in Florida and is facing charges of felony criminal mischief and reckless driving after he drove over an LGBTQ bride mural painted on the street. Imagine if it was a mega mural. He would receive a reward leftist groups like BLM and Antifa destroyed our country for months and barely faced consequences why weren't most of them arrested and charged for billions of damage they caused LGBTQ pride is the new state religion and opposition will be met with serious consequences video credit trooper source local 10 news this is like the hundredth case of this happening and the media ignoring the fact that we're letting this happen all the fucking time, but you can burn the U.S. flag and that's freedom of speech. But fucking with a LGBTQ or BLM banner on a fucking Peyton sidewalk makes you the Antichrist. On that point, it's time for Lighter Fair.
14: Come on, man. I'm all over... In the last month alone, we have 500,000 new jobs, man. And we were never, and who who would gonna, hold on. Where's my dad, man? Where'd my dad go, man? Daddy, daddy, papa, dad? Where'd my papa go, man? Oh, oh, man. I'm all, I'm lost at the grocery store, man. I'm all by myself, Papa. Daddy, Papa, Papa. Daddy, Daddy, Papa, oh, man. Oh, he left without me, man. Oh, and then he's stuck at the grocery store forever, man. We were supposed to get ice cream. Oh, oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm stuck here forever, man. Oh, no. I gotta live at the grocery store now, man. Oh, oh no, mate. Papa. Betty. Betty Papa. Papa.
0: Papa Daddy. Tonight's special to catch a right winger. Oh, golly. That's right. We're going to be showing you an investigation into the online right. Roll footage. It could be your neighbor, your coworker, even a family member. <laughs> first perp calls himself, Bernie Lover 73. He's 48 years old and works in communications, but what he doesn't know is he's communicating with one of our decoys, who's posing as a right winger in an online chat room. This transcript might disturb you. I really love Trump. I'm a right winger. I'm more of a Bernie fan, but I sympathize with Trump over Biden. Ah, Biden is the worst. You know I could get in trouble talking to you. Oh, I was hoping you could come over and debate. You could never tell anyone. The conversation gets even more shocking. So who did you vote for in 2020? Honestly, I did vote for Trump. Biden was the establishment candidate. He then says, blank America, blank again, and sends the okay sign emoji. Our perp is walking up to the house, where he thinks he's going to find a Trump supporter home alone. Instead, I'm there waiting for him. Hey! I'm in the kitchen! Let me go grab my MAGA hat! Hmm... Why don't you have a scene over the- Chaz? Uh, Who are you? What are you doing? Oh gosh, I was just- I was just meeting a political friend over the internet. What political affiliation do they have? M- moderate Well, I have the transcripts right here where he sa- Sorry. <clears throat> where he says he's right-wing. Right-wing? Oh, I would never meet a right-winger over the internet. Uh, uh, i th- i thought they said they were a 13-year-old. Oh, golly! You know how often I hear that excuse? Oh, golly, probably a lot. What part of you thinks I should meet this right-winger online? Uh, I was actually coming over to tell them they shouldn't be in right-wing chat rooms. Uh, it's dangerous. There's terrorists in those, golly! So you came here to do a public service? Uh, yeah. I, w- I would never meet with a conservative. It's not who I am. Oh, golly, my mom's gonna crown me. If there's anything else you want to say, we'd love to hear it. Uh, I, I don't meet right-wingers over the internet. I'm not that kind of guy. I was just trying to meet a 13-year-old who was home alone, I swear! But after a three-week-long investigation into all of his online activity, and a search through his old computer hard drives, we found no evidence that he had any interest in meeting minors. What we did find was PragerU videos in his search history.
3: You make me sick. Good old Freedom Tunes. And that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share with the family and friends. Go to Flyover Politic with a K at SoundCloud. Podcast at gmail.com. F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S T at gmail.com. Foppodcast at gmail.com to give suggestions for the show or to suggest music for the old dude music review, which will be happening in Sunday, 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 Sunday the 18th of February, Year of Our Lord, 2024. You can find the video of this at Rumble 482467, And the Rumble for old dude music reviews is at 553 Disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah, yeahs. We'll do this shindig on the uh, 20th. Let's go 20. February, Year of Our Lord, 2024. As always, thanks for listening. Take care.